Hey guys, just wanted to take a, a second of your time to talk about a new bra head company that has appeared on the scene to deliver high quality bra heads at an affordable price. Exact Archery and the Exact Bra Heads deliver high quality, durable, and constant bra heads for a fraction of the price working directly with manufacturers they deliver. Order a three pack of four blade bra heads today for just $20 at www.exactarchery.com. Use the promo code BLADE22 to get free shipping. Thanks, guys. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Blue River Bow Hunting Podcast, episode 69. Uh, took a couple weeks off there for uh, the holidays. I'm not sure many people were uh, listening to podcasts too much during the holidays when everybody had time off work and spending time with the families. But uh, we'll hop back into it and keep them rolling. Uh, tonight's episode, I got Dylan Albright from uh, Tennessee. What's going on, man? Not much. How are you? Not too bad, you know. I I can't complain for the most part. I'm I'm having some 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 back problems, which really sucks. I have a appointment at the chiropractor tomorrow. Thank God. I don't think I could go another day. I was feeling okay with it, and then this past weekend I went uh, deer hunting down south, filming for somebody, and I don't know if the sat- saddle aggravated my back or what, but I feel like an eighty year old man. <laughs> Probably got a cold front finally. That's what happened down here. <laughs> Oh, right. I'd have rather probably been duck hunting instead of, uh, instead of deer hunting since I already got my, my buck down. But like we've talked before, man, that the ducks just ain't really hitting right now. We haven't had hardly any cold weather. No, it, so I tagged out the day after Thanksgiving and it was like long sleeve shirts. You're fine. And then this past week, it's been prime time highs in the 40s lows in the 20s it's just of course the rut's over here now so you know you're catching them just going to feed yeah that's pretty much the same here i saw quite a few deer on my way home from work today all out in cornfields and and that sort of stuff uh i think like the coldest day we had as far as deer hunting goes was like halloween uh we had a high of like i don't know 32 or 34 and a low of like 20 which yeah. uh, was the first day I really got really got going around here, and then by the time we got into into the rut, like you said, during the Thanksgiving, right right around that time, I could damn near hunt in a t shirt, probably. It's crazy, dude, and it, it, it doesn't is. make sense. But I mean, it's kind of nice until you start dragging one out, <laughs> right? <laughs> so that's, that, that's, that's where the truck comes in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, so uh, for somebody that don't know you, man, uh, introduce yourself a little bit. So I'm Dylan Albright. We're from East Tennessee, right outside of uh, Knoxville. So the university's probably about 45 minutes, um, 45 minutes from us, and we're right on the edge. So it's really not developed a lot yet, but it's coming this way. So we still got pretty good farm country, but it's slowly drifting, man. Like, you know, we've talked a little bit. We've got some farms that butt into big farms that are getting built, you know, subdivisions coming in which makes some of our hunting really good. So it pushes all the deer to us, but yeah, man, we, uh, we, we chase deer and Turkey pretty hard. We do a lot of duck hunting. I've been with Drake since 2016 nice. doing the waterfowl thing. So uh, duck hunting is kind of scarce around here, but we, we do our fair bit of traveling. <laughs> yeah. How'd you, uh, how'd you get hooked up on the whole Drake thing? So with Drake, I used to go to real foot down in that area um, mm-hmm. in West Tennessee. And I knew a bunch of boys who were just, eat up with it and i just got with the right guys who were on drake at the time and we were doing really good we were going down for like three four weeks at a time shooting them and and i got 
linked up with Drake and uh, I've been with them ever since. And they're, man, I, I use that for everything. Yeah, so like the bottomland, like yeah, the bottomland camo you can't beat. No, that's good stuff. Yeah, I, I have a. I think I told you before. I got like the mid-season Drake jacket. I love that thing. I I, mm-hmm. I even wear it sometimes with just a hoodie underneath it, even when it gets really cold out and it's you know versatile and mobile. Oh yeah, I mean it's the the non-typical stuff is great. It's real quiet when you're moving around. The old Tom stuff it breathes for the you know the season. So, um, but I, I'm a logo type guy, so I keep I keep the duck head on everything as far as the Drake <laughs> stuff. So. Yeah. Um, but yeah, man, we we chase it pretty hard here. That's awesome, man. How uh how did you get started uh in the outdoors? So my dad always hunted. I guess he started taking me probably when I was about five. I'll be thirty one this month, so he started with like squirrel hunting. Of course, you know you take the little ones squirrel oh, hunting, yeah. and then and then we transitioned over to deer as soon as I could sit still. And uh, then he never really turkey hunted, but I wanted to, and we you know fired that up and that fueled another passion um but yeah man it's crazy to think about like when you and i started hunting versus now oh yeah it's a totally different world really dude no trail cameras so everything was magical your imagination (laughs) worked like nobody's business (laughs) um it's wild man because like now i feel myself sometimes i'll check trail cameras you know and i'll be like well there's nothing coming through in three days i'm I've already chalked it up as a loss. <laughs> and then it's the one day that the big boy comes cruising through, you know? So um, I think it's changed a ton, but it still, it still fires me up. Yeah, for sure. I can remember my first uh, trail camera had like the roll of film in it and you had to like even get it developed, like taking it to Walmart or whatever <laughs> to get it developed. Yeah. Yeah. I don't even remember those. <laughs> I don't it was like the first the first uh, go around of the trail cameras. It would just go through the film until the film was gone, and then you had to go develop it. <laughs> That's awesome, though. But that still gave you the excitement of, like, seeing what was on there, you know? Right. So, yeah, yeah it's changed a ton, man. It has, you know. And, and I don't think that gets talked about enough, I think, unless I, I just don't hear it anyways. But, you know, like, I, I think some people need to try that out. I think last year I only ran maybe one or two trail cameras and the deer that i ended up shooting last year with my bow i never even had a picture of it or anything like that and it went back to that you know giving you the excitement you not knowing what's what's around you know it it made it harder to manage because uh you know why shoot a 115 inch buck when you got a 150 or 160 running around but that but it also gave you like a, a, a hard limit like man i it's got to be this or nothing kind of deal. Yeah, you know I what know I mean? He's in here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, dude, that's kind of like we, I run cameras pretty hard, like from right now until probably, I don't know, Thanksgiving time. And that's normally when I pull them. And I feel like I'm messing up a little bit because the lat, the buck I tagged out on, I didn't have can I didn't have any footage of him. He came out of nowhere. Um, and it's in a stand that I've always kind of, it's there, but I've never really like it's been my favorite stand. Yeah. And I think back on it, man, and we've killed every good deer from that stand. I'm always like, oh, I'll just sit in that one just because it's the eat, right. you know, it's just and and the velvet buck, um, which I, I showed you a picture of him. Oh yeah, that's gonna be the uh thumbnail for this episode. Man, he was he showed up and from the time he showed up, the farm that he come from, 
uh, you know, the majority of our stuff's privately owned or leased. And uh, so I didn't have any good bucks on here last year. And I just, we worked real hard all summer. We done like a 15 acre bedding area where we come through and, and cut the edges, notch trees. And uh, we just like, we're not going to go in there. We're going to stay out of there and we're going to just make this a, a complete bedding area. So then my buddy was like, well, dude, you know, we're here. Let's put, we've got the resources. Let's do two crop fields on both sides. I was like, okay, let's do that. You know, so we planted corn on the one side and then clover on the other. And then the other is just a hay field. So we just like, all right, we won't mess with it. And I hung the camera up kind of just close because of the little ones go with me and she, we, we were walking. And I said, like, we'll throw one up right here and put a little bag of corn. And uh, I wasn't expecting to get anything whatsoever. And, dude, he – I checked the cameras the first day, and I was just like, oh, man, we've got something special here. And so we we stayed on him pretty hard just keeping, like, tabs on him where he was coming in. And I had him daylighting from probably April all the way up until September when our – and he was, like, daylighting three, four times a day. And I called my buddy, and I was like, dude, I didn't have this buck on camera at all last year. His winter pattern's probably not here. This is probably just where he summer his summer range. I was like, so we got to get him on this velvet hunt, and uh, we set up on both sides of the bedding. And dude, it was crazy though. Have you ever had issues with the muzzy not opening? No, I, I mean, a mechanical muzzy. Mm-hmm. I've never shot a mechanical muzzy. I was when I shot muzzy, it was always the uh, the fixed blades. And yeah. I've, I've never been a huge fan of mechanicals. Not that there's anything wrong with right. mechanicals. One of the biggest deer I've ever shot, he's on the end here. You can't see him in the video. Uh, but um, when I shot him, it was during gun season. When I was uh, had him hung up in the garage and we were cleaning him, I found a mechanical brawhead probably a half inch from his spine. So somebody okay. shot that deer and never killed it. And uh, I don't know. I just had always had a fear of him not opening. And that's – yeah. I've seen some video, and I got some buddies that shoot mechanical, uh, but never really was my thing. It, it was crazy. So it happened to us on that big one. Mm-hmm. So we were sitting there, and it was like probably eight fifteen. It started kind of getting warm, and uh, of course they're still bachelored yeah. up. And I seen the first one, the second one, and then he there he comes, and we shoot, and it, it feels great. He tucks, he runs, and we find no blood. And I'm like, man, that's just not – like, he, he was hit, you know, I thought. And you kind of know when you pull the trigger if it's a good shot or not. Right. And I started looking. I found just a little bit of blood. And then we found just a little bit more. And, uh, of course, the hay wasn't mowed at the time. Right. So, we got across the hay field. And I have a buddy who has a really good tracking dog. And I called him. I was like, hey, we might need you. So, at that point, it had been like an hour or two. So, we were just like, let's just grid search. Like, that's – there's a creek on the other side. So, we started looking – and boom, there he was, arrow still in him, double long, broadhead, not engaged at all. Wow. It was it was luck, That's like cool. really, that we found him. So I was like, man, this is – there was no blood even to where he was laying. Mm-hmm. So you I know, was like, Phew. Let's, uh Let's cover that I had it, I had it in, on here on yeah. my, on my uh, show sheet here. Velvet hunting in Tennessee. You know, I hear a lot of people talk and say they they I hear people say, you know, the first state you can bow hunt in is is Kentucky. Well, technically it's not. The first bow hunting state you can hunt is Tennessee because what it's like the the last weekend or so September. of of September. I thought it was August. 
Oh, it is. Yeah, it's August. Yeah, August. Yeah. September is uh, archery. Yeah, so it's mm-hmm. it's because in Kentucky, what when it when it does velvet, it's uh, like open for good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so we have it's August, and then it's almost a month, and then late September is when it opens up for. Yeah, because it's like two days, right? The velvet hunts two days, and it's private land only. <laughs> it's three days. Um, it's three a days. Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Nice. And they just started that probably three years ago. That's a, I mean, it's pretty cool because you, you kind of get that leg up. Like you said, they're bachelored up, you know, they got that summer pattern still. Hell, they probably had a hell of a summer coat on it. Probably. You actually, I thought he had the mange in trail cameras, like hmm. all the trail camera photos. I thought he had the mange because his winter coat was coming in mm-hmm. and the taxidermist said that it was something with his testosterone levels were a little bit higher. So he was starting to change his coat a little bit quicker than others. So he would have probably lost velvet a week and a half, maybe. After that, but yeah. he, he he looks a lot bigger with the velvet on, so I'm not. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> man, that's a dream of mine. I want to shoot a velvet deer so bad. Uh, the last two years, I've went to Kentucky for velvet uh, with some guys that have been doing it for a long time. Um, I haven't pulled the trigger on buying a tag yet. I always just go and film them. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It, it's it's tough because it's hard to get into. Um, not that it's deer hunting. It's not hard to get into deer hunting. It's hard to get into deer hunting when it's 97 degrees outside. <laughs> and that's what we had – see, like, we had talked about you coming down for the velvet hunt. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But we were actually – Friday, Saturday, we wasn't even here. Like, we went to uh, Chris D'Elia, the comedian, mm-hmm. and, and we went and seen him, and then we got back Saturday late, and uh, I checked trail cameras, and he, <laughs> no, was, right. he was there. And I texted my buddy, and I was like, hey, you down to hunt? And he was like, yeah. And, uh, man, we just – you know, those mornings, it just feels like you have to be out there. Right. And that's kind of what it was. And, and we got it done. But it makes me really worried about shooting them in velvet just because we have coyotes really bad here. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you've got probably 30 minutes yeah. to get one and get it filled dressed and get it out. So we had – we went and got ice that morning, had it in the cooler. Like, we, we were trying to prepare as if we yeah. would shoot him. But he still didn't do it like we thought he was going to do. Mm-hmm. He, uh, he come in – so we thought he was going to come straight across the logging road from the bedding area. He actually went out in the hay field, and they come up where the dew was. So I don't know if, you know, the moisture on the ground, like, I don't know if they were circling for coyotes or something like that. But yeah. they were, they knew something was up. They just didn't know what it was, and we got them before they got us. Yeah. Talk about the, the terrain that you're, you're hunting there in Tennessee. Is a lot of ro- you, you talked about, you know, pastures and hay fields. Is it a lot of rolling and, and steep terrain, or is it flat? What is it? So we're about 45 minutes from like Pigeon Forge, Gatlinburg. Mm-hmm. So the Great Smoky Mountain. So it's, right. it's super up and down. And then where we are, it's real big valleys and ridges mm-hmm. because we have a lake right behind us. So there is flats, but the majority of it's, you know, it gets pretty steep in places. So we try to find the plateaus, the little knuckles that we catch them crossing on the top. Mm-hmm. But there's some places that we won't shoot them if we, if we see him crossing just because it's going to be one hell of a drag. <laughs> yeah. You're going to need a lot of stuff to get it out there. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. But yeah, we have our, our terrain's pretty forgiving, honestly though. Like it, it's, it's either super steep for a short amount of time or it's just kind of, it gradually rolls off. Mm-hmm. So, but we have, we don't have like West Tennessee has a ton of ag. Um, we don't have that much ag here. So like anything that we do, you know, we planted a big cornfield, man. And as soon as the acorn started falling, they was not in the corn. If that tells you anything, they were straight no, yeah. into the, 
into the woods. So um, you find mature hardwoods, man, on the edge of a thicket or something like that, you're going to kill deer here. That's awesome. You know, I, I, I think I talked about this a couple episodes ago when we were talking about um, Indiana and how underrated it's been for a long time. And, you know, they have, they come out with that list. I don't know if it was a Booner list or a Pope and Young list or whatever, but Indiana didn't make um, the top ten which is I still don't understand how that's possible. Um, but Tennessee showed up on there, and I thought, man, I when I think of Tennessee, I really don't think of big, mature bucks. But uh, seeing what you killed and uh, some of the stuff that you had on trail cameras and stuff, I think Tennessee's kind of underrated. Well, dude, I'll, I'll be honest with you. I always keep up with, like, the, the forums and the pages and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And uh, this year across the board, everybody was – you know, and not everybody's going to post – the little deer that they shoot just because of ridicule and stuff like that. Right. But as a whole, every deer that I seen posted was great deer. Like as far as like, if you, if you showed me all those deer and then showed them to me five years ago, mm-hmm. I wouldn't have said they were from Eastern Tennessee. And so I think everybody's kind of, you know, with trail cams and with all the YouTube and everything like that, everybody's kind of being like, Hey, if we give this deer another year, then we're going to get, good deer and yeah. i finally think that that's what's happened and what's crazy is probably three years ago we were allowed four bucks here that's crazy yes four bucks <laughs> and crazy. then it went to three. and then like two years ago they dropped it to two so i'm kind of looking for them to drop it to maybe one which i wouldn't be opposed to but you know in my in my case i have nine farms that that's just for us. You know what I'm saying? So like right. it's, it's hard to balance if we just have one buck because then you've got, you know, eight others that's not getting touched. Like for Turkey season, we used to be able to have four, then three and now two. So I'm hoping they leave that alone for right now. Um, but the deer hunt, man, it's really picking up and, and TWRA they're doing, or they're, you know, some people say they're not, but I think they're doing a great job with the public land. Um, the Chuck Swan area, it's a big wildlife. I think it's like ninety thousand acres. Damn, could be wrong. It's seventy thousand, and it's it's up there. And uh, man, the deer killed in there this year, crazy good too. So it's just like everything's getting better. And I, I think that I think that does have to do with YouTube and like social media, because everybody wants to kill that you know that big one. So subsequently, you know, that's helping the deer population grow. Yeah, you took the words right out of my mouth. I was going to say they must have caught on to something because I can remember I did a job um, for my company down in Tennessee, and we were looking at some of the regulations and stuff, and I had some buddies that used to go down there a little bit, and they could kill four birds uh, when they were turkey hunting mm-hmm. down there. So, and, and and if I'm not mistaken, you guys had a decline in turkey population. Yes. I don't think it maybe correlated off that, but I think – uh, turkey population as a whole was down so they kind of went down on the numbers sounds like they're doing the same thing with the deer so maybe i mean and i love and i was talking uh not to change the subject by any means you sent me the link to the app or whatever to buy my license and everything for yeah. spring turkey coming up uh we got checked by indiana dnr last weekend or the weekend before and i said hey man how's come you guys don't really have like an app uh to you know with your licensing and all that stuff because we can have a digital copy of our license here in Indiana. And he's like, we do have an app. I'm like, yeah, you have 
the Indiana DNR app, but once you click on the Indiana DNR app, it takes you to a website. Like you can yeah, clearly yeah. see it's like a, a web browser. And I'm like, no, yeah. look at Tennessee, you know, and I'm like showing them and the, the guy didn't understand what I was talking about. But uh, I think Tennessee's kind of got some stuff figured out when it comes to their DNR agency. They're, they're definitely stepping it up. Um, you know, and you can still print off paper tags because obviously we have places you can't, it's a tag before you drag. You know, that's their motto now. Right. Um, so you can still print off a paper tag if you don't have cell phone service or something like that. Um, but all the game wardens I've talked to, man, they've been great. We we had questions about our cornfield because uh, we flood it for duck hunting. And I just wanted to make sure we were doing everything perfect. That way there was no issues. And, man, they were great. They was like, if it don't hold water, put pigs in it. The pigs will, you know, they do something and they – it just, yeah, they've, they've been super helpful. I've dealt with them a few times. They've come out and helped us. Um, so yeah, they're, they're definitely stepping it up. The deer, the deer's coming along. The turkeys, the turkeys, uh, doing good. I think the turkey decline is due to predators. Um, they used to have a bounty on coyotes. It was so much per set of ears and a tail. And they done away with that because they got so thick. But I think, I think our turkey issues are, are more, with coyotes and bobcats and raccoons and it is you know the actual turkeys because they actually moved our season back three weeks as well mm -hmm. and our numbers were higher this year than it was the year before wow yeah <laughs> it's kind of like i think it i don't know if it backfired or if that's what they were looking for to get more people out there mm -hmm. um but it's just and the deer numbers were extremely high this year and it's weird like i don't know if indiana's like this but each it used to be in three sections of the state so you had east middle and west and now it's like individual counties can be grouped in with like three other counties and those counties don't necessarily have to be near that county for it to be like a region mm -hmm. so it's kind of confusing so like in the county i'm in i was allowed to doe all the way up until gun opened but in the neighboring county i'm still allowed to doe so, like, you have to really watch, like... Yeah, you really got to pay attention to what you're doing. <laughs> yeah, which counties what. And then the app, a lot of people don't know this, but, uh, spoiler alert, you give permission to the app for your location. So, if you check a deer out in Knox County, but you're in Union County, it's going to flag. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. That was super smart for them to do <laughs> oh, that. They that probably didn't even, like, nobody even thought about it. I mean, now maybe a little bit with all the social medias and that sort of stuff, but that's clever. I like it that. Is. <laughs> and you have to give them access to your, you know, your location. Right. So they, they've got you there, and there's no way around that. But <clears throat> I don't know if they're really enforcing that a ton. I'm sure, you know. Yeah. Um, but they, they've recently reintroduced the elk. So you can actually get elk tags um, if you get drawn for them. Mm-hmm. I think they do a couple a year and so that's actually right up the road from us man there's big elk now so that's kind of cool to see that's badass yeah yeah indiana so, as far as our tags go it's per county like across the board each county has different uh bag limits for does uh, we can only kill one buck in the entire state um but it used to be a lot higher like we had um, Switzerland County in southern Indiana where I was hunting this past weekend. Back in when I first started bow hunting, even into like the mid-2000s-ish, you could kill eight does in Switzerland County. Jeez. Now the highest out of any uh, county in the entire state is two. Wow. So do you buy your tags or is it like Tennessee? Where so like if you buy in Tennessee, 
if you buy your sportsman's right, that mm-hmm. comes with all your tags. Like you don't have to buy individual tags. Well, it's 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 kind of <clears throat> weird because it's it's we don't have anything like that sportsman wise. But like deer hunting, you either buy a gun tag. You either buy a bow tag, or I buy, um, I can't even think of the name of it at the moment, um, the bundle. And the bundle yeah. comes with a buck and two does. Okay. So, if say the county I'm in right now, I can only kill one doe, I can go to another county and kill another doe. And then I could buy additional doe tags for like 25 bucks a piece or something like that. I haven't done that in a really long time. Three deer is enough for uh, me and my family. Hell, I only killed one this year, not for... Uh, lack of trying, I passed on a million different does. I just wasn't really in the mood to shoot a doe this year. I was more chasing uh, some some big bucks. And after I killed my buck, I was trying to kill a doe for some some more meat and just kind of have some video and have fun with it. But could never get a doe to come in afterwards. <laughs> right, that's how it normally works. Like I I done the same thing. I was like, I'm gonna go get a doe. I didn't see one. <laughs> right, it, like, three times I hunted, and then I was like, okay, it's muzzleloader. I'm going straight you know, good buck. It was just, I couldn't get the dough off of me. So, um, what's your thoughts on the urban hunting? Uh, it's pretty cool. I think, uh, I think it's very unique, especially, um, actually we have a, a, we used to call it urban zone in Indiana, but now it's called deer reduction zone. So you could literally hunt like, uh, some of the suburbs in Indianapolis and that sort of thing, or almost downtown Indianapolis basically. And we haven't earned a buck. So you go into that reduction zone and you kill a doe, you earn another buck that's additional to your one state. That's, buck. Keeping, that's keeping the population thin down. Absolutely. You know, we, ha- we have hell where I work at in downtown Indianapolis, and I literally mean almost downtown Indianapolis. Uh, I see 15, 20 deer a day. Yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy, man. It really is. Um, so we, you know, of course, Seek One and Lee and all those guys yeah. really blew it up um and showed what you could do but uh we have a place in nashville and we we go down and, and we bow hunt it and dude <clears throat> my buddy went down the one i he missed a big one this weekend yeah, but I remember you saying he, that. he went down there and bow hunted this area and uh come home the next day this 10 year old smokes probably a 150 in the same stand, man. And he was pumped up. He was like, I'd rather, you know, him get it than me because it gets him fired up. But it's pretty neat doing that. Those people in those subdivisions are like, Hey, we spend a ton of money on our grass to kill these deer and they're wrecking their cars and all kinds of stuff. They get brave, man. It's crazy. Yeah. Where I'm at in Indianapolis, uh, where I work, um, there's a 150, and I see him, I don't know, once or twice a week, depending on the time of day. And he stands by one of the busiest roads in Indianapolis, just standing off the side. I'm surprised he hasn't been poached yet, to be honest with you. Yeah. And, like, right across from where I work where I see all these deer, it's like a, uh, this pharmaceutical company bought this big piece, and they turned it into, like, a park for their employees. So there's, like, softball fields, frisbee golf. There's a lake yeah. to fish and softball fields and all that kind of stuff. And I'll drive going to lunch, and I'll see all these deer, like, in the middle of the baseball field eating grass. It's, it's crazy. crazy. It is And then, crazy. you know, you go to a place like that, an urban hunt, where scent doesn't matter, noise doesn't matter. Um, you know, I wash all my clothes and just straight game because – where we live now, like we work it as a farm. Mm-hmm. So my buddy tried scent killer one morning and he's like, I'm going to scent killer down. I'm going to do doe and estrus, all this stuff. And, uh, 
man, they busted him. They busted him fast. <laughs> and he was like, I don't, I don't understand. I'm like, man, that's, that's not what they're used to. Cause mm-hmm. there's, so we're, we're lucky. There's a huge, well, it's not huge, but there's a, a gated subdivision and mm-hmm. every house is on like five acres. So they can't hunt because of the HOA and all those deer, you know, they'll come out of there because it's, they've got it made and then they cross over to us and then we work it. So they never really, they don't fear people. Right. At all, you know, or the scent, as you could say. Mm-hmm. Um, so we, we, I'm really lucky on this farm, but then I've got another farm about 20 minutes away that man, if you snap a twig, they're gone. Like they're <laughs> right. So it's crazy. But those big bucks here, man, they, they learn so fast. They're like, okay, well, leaves are on the tree. We're safe. Leaves are off the tree. We got to move at night. I feel like that's kind of how they move here. Um, but we, we try to do as much preseason prep as we can as far as like shooting lanes and and uh I've, I've tried this new thing recently with like bush hog in the fields where i leave uh almost like an x i think they call it like a texas stripping yeah i know we, what you mean yeah so we, we've tried that out to see if they move more comfortable you know in there um i don't know I, I think this past five or six years i don't know if it's because i've gotten older and more patient or if it's it, or if it's trail cameras, you know, that <laughs> kind of more tuned in with what's going on. And I feel like, um, I told my buddy, I'd rather go and see deer at like five times out of five than go and shoot one and only see one that whole year. Right. It's kind of where I've gotten with it, you know? So it's, I don't know, man, I've really, I've really enjoyed this year. Just I, I've tagged out early, obviously, but I've been taking my, one of my good buddies and uh, man, he, this is probably his third year deer hunting. And I've had him all over him. And just seeing him get that pumped up gets me oh, just yeah. as pumped up. Oh, so we, we had a, a really close encounter with probably 150-inch this past weekend. Uh, and he just, I don't know, he, he was broadside, 65 yards. He had the Browning X-Bolt. And uh, he just choked on him. He, he <laughs> killed a doe and another buck this year. So this was like the biggest buck he's ever had scoped. And, and – uh, I think what got him is, man, that deer came out early. He almost had him. He slipped off into the beech trees. And then he come back out an hour later. And he was like, all right, well, I've got to hurry because it's now or never. Right. And I think he just – I think he counted the chickens before they hatched. And uh, he was all tore up, dude. He called me like three times. He's like, I'm so sorry. <laughs> like, hey, man, it happens. Well, that's – you know, you said it's only like his third year deer hunting, you know. Mm-hmm. W- the same thing happened to us, but we were, you know, 15 years old, you know, you, you, you got to go through those, uh, you know, growing pains, uh, to figure it out. Or I, I wouldn't even say figured out Hell, I don't even have it figured out, but to, to get an idea of how to handle yourself in, um, situations. I know guys when they would be in a situation like that, uh, you know, 150 inch deer, they black out. It's like, they don't even mm-hmm. understand what they did. I don't even know what happened. It's like, what do you mean? You don't know what happened. <laughs> like, you just got to like calm your nerves and like collect yourself. But some people, it just gets the best of them. They may not have been in that situation very many times. And yeah. buck fever takes over quick. <laughs> yeah. That's what I thought. Of him. I was like, well, which way was he headed? Cause I could see him, but I, the beach trees was kind of in the way. And I was like, which way was he, you know, cause I could see him, but I couldn't really see him. He's like, he was coming right at us. I was like, was he acting nervous? Because I was trying to watch him because I didn't want to move and, and bust us. And he was like, no, he was coming right at us. His head was down. I'm like, man, no situations, dude. You got to just let them come. I was like, unless they get kind of fidgety. And uh, there was a lot of deer around. You know, I sent you a video of how many we had come through. So he yeah. he was trying to get 
get it before the getting was gone. And and I told him, I was like, well, now next time, like, you'll know because you don't right. want this feeling sucks. And it was it was a good clean miss, and uh, that makes it that makes it you know. Yeah, at least he didn't wound something, you know. Yeah, and uh, but he he was he was tore up, and man, I'll be honest with you, we we would have had a perfect season if he'd hit him. We wouldn't have missed one. I, I didn't say that to him, but <laughs> all right, I was like, man, I felt bad because I was like, well, at least you missed him good, and I was like, he'll be in here next year as long as he don't get get by a car or something, and and he'll be even bigger. He just wasn't wasn't meant to be, and. uh man it, it's still haunting him i believe but oh i guarantee it i know it, mine is <laughs> it, clo- it closes on the seventh here and uh man we had in my opinion one of the best years today even though the weather wasn't perfect um but yeah they they uh they started running pretty pretty quick here man it was probably early november they were chasing um in my area i had a pretty cool encounter i had I got super pumped. I heard a doe come running, got her on video, and then I heard all this grunting. And I was like, oh, man, this, this is it. This is going to happen. And uh, it, was a, it was a button buck. <laughs> yeah, that's all. Awesome. I'd never seen that before. I mean, he was tongue out, chasing her hard, just grunting like crazy. Was, I'm pretty sure he snort wheezed. I couldn't tell because I was, like, shaking. I was so ready. And, yeah, I I got- him, and I was like, what in the world is this? I got a video of something similar in Wisconsin in 2020. I heard grunting and everything, looked over, and it, there was snow on the ground, so I could see quite a bit. And here come this little – I mean, he wasn't even a basket rack. He was <laughs> little bitty thing. He made a scrape. He chased does in circles. I got video of him grunting and everything. And it, it's pretty funny, you know. You know, think of us as as, as younger younger guys. You know, we chase it around too. You know what I mean? It oh, wasn't yeah, just I, for I old would, dad. You know, I would get gone at my first year. I tell you, <laughs> <laughs> right. yeah. Dude, and then it was crazy because that second deer I tagged out on it was the day after Thanksgiving. It's my fiance's birthday, and I was like, I'm gonna sneak out the front door for a little bit and, and go hunt and. uh you know, we have that, the new baby, she's, she was three, four months old at the time. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, I'll, I'm big on like waking up early, getting the baby fed, getting her back to sleep. That way she don't have to deal with, you know, she gets to sleep right. a little bit longer and it helps me, you know? Mm-hmm. And uh, man, it was like 20 minutes until shooting line and Macy was still wide awake. Just watching me. And I was like, no, baby, you got to go, go sleep. <laughs> and so she finally falls asleep and I take her in there and I'm like, all right, we're good. And I was like, oh, I don't even know if it's worth it. You know, I'm sweating already because I was trying to get her to sleep. And I drive the side-by-side up, and I park, and I walk about 100 yards, and I climb in, and it's breaking daylight already. I was like, well, this is just kind of a waste of time, you know. And I was like, but it's nice to be out here. I'm just going to enjoy it. And some doe come through, and, uh, man, I stand up in the tree stand to stretch a little bit, and I turn around, there he is looking right at me about 15 yards. And I was like, well, that's it. <laughs> You're gone. <laughs> yeah, and – Man, I was like, oh, he don't he don't look that big, you know, because it was still kind of like dusk almost. Mm-hmm. And he gets in the beech trees and he gets out in the field and I, I get a good little video of him. And then I'm like, I'm going to scope him. He's I think he's bigger than what I think. And when I scope him, I'm like, oh, oh, no, I may have just messed up. And uh, he turned, he's checking a scrape and, and I pulled the trigger and, and I got him. But it's just like all within 30 minutes Dang. and I was back home. And it's just like, it's crazy how some hunts go oh, that yeah. fast, you know. Um, but I, this year I, I really switched to, uh, the climbing stand. 
Mm-hmm. I know you're a saddle guy. I, I have everything. Uh, I, I had a uh, summit climber. I've told the story on here a million times. I, my summit, actually, the platform, like, bent. I mean, I'm a bigger guy, but geez, I'm not that. I'm not that big to bend <laughs> yeah. aluminum. So I don't know what happened, but I bent it up, but I haven't used a climber since. But a climber is a great tool to have for sure. Man, we we put our backpacks on the climber and we hike in, and and uh, that's been nice. It gets you a little higher than just the, the typical twelve foot ladder stand. Mm-hmm. Um, so I really we used it because before that, man, I was a big advocate on just like getting in there, sitting on the edge of like 60 yards off where you want to hunt and just ground hunting it. And uh, now that I've finally switched over to the climbing stand, I'm like, I don't know why I've waited <laughs> this long, but the saddle thing looks pretty intriguing. I just feel like I've got to be around it once or twice to see. how. Yeah. I think a lot of people have that same thought. Like, yeah, I don't know. It looks like a lot of trouble. It looks like, you know, a lot of ropes and I don't know how this, honestly, if you if somebody just shows you how to do it, you'd be like, Oh, I like that. But, yeah. but there, it, there's a kicker to everything, you know, like, with a climber, well, that's too heavy, you know, blah, blah, blah. With with a saddle, you got to have good sticks, man. Like, yeah. if, And you got to have a good backpack to get everything in there. If you're in there fumbling a bunch of shit and you've got stuff clanging off one another, yeah, that sucks. You know, I got I took electrical tape and went around all the uh, – the the zippers on all my on, on all my pockets on all my set on my saddle stuff so like when i'm walking and it's hitting it's not you know clanking and stuff but Rabbit. the sticks man the sticks are i can't even emphasize that enough in my opinion for my uh, uh um experiences with it like this past weekend i hunted with a, a buddy that we just brought on to blue river bow hunting uh, and he just got into saddle hunting and he had these i don't even know what brand they were but he already had them in the tree had or he had his platform so i just went up and then put my platform above his yeah. and we came back down um at lunchtime and we took the sticks down we were going to go set up in another spot for the evening hunt I I said I'd throw these some bitches in the trash, dude. I don't even know where you got these things, but you're gonna get hurt messing with these things. Like when I was climbing down, like because there's a there was a step on two steps on top and two steps on bottom. When I grabbed the bottom stick, it like came off the tree. I was oh, like, yeah. dude, you're gonna get hurt messing with these things, man. Yeah, dude, it it don't take long or it don't take much at all for something like that to get squirrel chew on a strap. Just to yeah, know. Anything, we had a squirrel man. chew on one of our. We got one. What is it? Double River. The blonde or the, is it double double edge? It's anyway. River, it, it was, River's edge. Yes, it was. A, it was a really nice double stand with the mesh seat. We got up there in a, a brand new stand and a squirrel <laughs> chewed a hole in the seat. Yeah. <laughs> well, we got to tape that, I guess. Mm. Um, but yeah, man. With and the harnesses have come a long way. Oh, absolutely! Like I love my hunter safety ago. system, man. That's what I just ordered with the rope. I got the rope. You just run the carabiners through, and you just pull it you know yeah what do they call um, those uh safety lines or whatever those yeah. things are those yeah, are nice for 30 bucks you can't you know you can't yeah. beat it and uh, especially if you have little ones at home yeah for um, sure yeah but you know I, I keep a couple ground blinds up still um like i, I sent you a couple videos i took my three-year-old yeah, out there cool. for a little bit she wanted to go and and uh she she went with me last year and i don't know how we pulled it off but we killed a turkey Nice. she was in the blind I, she was making more noise than the bird was outside of the blind and <laughs> dude he had no there was four of them come in four big long beards and she's in there with a shovel just throwing stuff around and i'm like all right and i bought her a 410 i was like well let's let's use the 410 
I was like, you want me to shoot one? She was like, yeah. And I was like, all right, we'll sit down. We put her earmuffs on, you know, and, and we shot one and she was all pumped up about it. And then she was like, I, she told me she was going to shoot one of Santa's reindeers. I was like, I think we need to do that. And I was like, we need to do that. And uh, so I was like, well, I'll take you deer hunting. And I took her and did she done, she done great for three year old, you know, but she watches duck hunt and she watches right. deer hunt. She's, all, say, she's, she's all, probably more uh, knowledgeable than any other three-year-old there is. I see a lot of your TikToks with her out riding on with you the, on the side-by-side, oh, yeah. checking blinds and stands and stuff. She's probably going to be one of them, uh, you know, one of them girls that wants to be with you in the woods 24-7. Oh, man, I'll, I'll take her. Yeah, she she helps us uh, this past year when we was building the, the duck hole. We built this big levee system. Man, I was like, I think she was – two at the time i was like i think she can run this bobcat i was like i'm just gonna sit in there and let her run it and man i, I told her how to do it you know and and i was like take us back there and she drove us all the way back there my buddy was in the bucket she was driving it she can work the bucket she gets a little wonky with the bucket but she does great that's um, pretty impressive really dude, we had her hanging tree stands with us you know she'd like carry the straps and and uh it's funny because it's like the little things like we'll load the side by side up to go check stuff and I'd be like, back me up, you know, let me know when I'm close to the trailer and I've got the camera. She has no clue I have the camera. <laughs> That's she'll, awesome. She'll give me the thumbs up and then I'll get out and she'll be like, Phew. you know, it's like she's big, <laughs> right. real big. And, uh, man, I just, when I, when I was a kid, you know, we went and like, you done, so like, you done good to see a deer right. when I was a kid, you know? So like you did it, doe days on the juvenile hunt was probably your two hunts out of the year that you might really get one. Mm-hmm for her i was just like i'm gonna make it fun and we're gonna do what we can to make sure she gets whatever and and in the state of tennessee it all she has to do is pull the trigger Mm -hmm. so if i get a tripod or something like that and the phone have you seen the phone scopes get the one get one of those death grips i see a lot of parents using those for their kids to shoot guns they say it's uh there's like hardly any recoil on it that's yeah so i think if i done that and got maybe like the phone mount Mm-hmm. shoot man we'll have her out there next year shooting deer <laughs> that'd be <laughs> awesome man Does Indiana, do they have like lifetime license and stuff like that we used to uh i think it was right before i graduated high school was the last time we had them and they were like 1800 bucks or something oh geez so this is crazy so my sportsman which it goes up like every three years it's 176 dollars a year so i bought maddie's lifetime license for 300 dollars Dude, that's awesome. That's, I mean, I spend more than that in a, in a blink of an eye in the season. Yeah, that's what back, I spend, you know? It's kind of to go back when we were talking about licenses in Indiana and stuff. Like, I have to buy a turkey tag. I got to buy deer tags. I got to buy my waterfowl stuff. I spend over probably almost that in, in just for myself in one season in Indiana. Then I go to West Virginia. I go to Michigan. I go to Missouri. I spend a lot of money just in tags yeah. every year. And it, it's crazy because each state's so different. Um, sure. We do Missouri. We go down to Kennett, Missouri, and we do we do a lease down there for duck hunting. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it's not bad, but I'm not deer hunted there, so I don't know how the deer tags. The, so that's deer, the deer tag was two sixty five. See, that's crazy. So I'll spend one seventy six. That's everything. That's muzzleloader bow, gun. That's turkey, small game, all my you know, migratory bird stuff. And then I, I'm left with a $25 federal buck stamp. That's right. It. And so that, I get you can use about, that everywhere. Yeah. I get about 200 bucks a year. Um, but if you buy your sportsman's, then you can put in for quota hunts on the management areas for free. Mm-hmm. So, it, you know, you can, and I, I get drawn every year, but 
I just I like to know what I'm getting into before I go, and I, I've not had time to really go scout some of those areas. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, once you buy your license for here, man, you need to start putting in because you build up points, and you can get drawn for the elk here, everything. That'd be awesome. Yeah. So. Yeah, I'm pretty pumped up to, to come down and do some bird hunting with you, man. I, I, I've seen how many birds – are are in the tennessee uh area i I see your trail cam pictures and all the birds you guys are killing i'm pretty excited to come down man we uh you know you get a lot of must be nices and stuff like that you know throughout the year but you know we're our real time to grind is fixing to start where we're working on like i told you we do strut zones so like Mm -hmm. where they're roosting to where they're feeding we'll go through and cut 10 foot wide roads and then we'll plant it. Um, we do. We build nesting areas just for the birds to get in there and nest. Like we'll let it grow up, kind of thorns. We've recently tried to get pheasant quail back on this farm. We mm-hmm. we bought some and r- tried to raise them, but we have the bald eagles here. Man, they pick them off as fast as you can let them go. Oh, yeah, um, yeah. But yeah, we we do a lot. So like the hunting's really really good. But we'll, like I'll start running. Honestly, I'll probably go ahead and start putting food out for the deer to get them replenished from, you know, the rut and chasing hard. And then I'll get a collection of what I've got going in to summer. And then I've got to kill some of these coyotes or they're probably going to dwindle it down pretty quick. Um, but, yeah, dude, we run we run cameras hard for turkey season. We run – and we don't pressure a lot of our stuff. Like, we'll rotate our farms and stuff like that. But we have – five really large lakes within 40 minutes of us. Mm-hmm. So we'll, we'll hop in the boat, dude. And like TVA, the Tennessee Valley Authority owns so far off the lake bank. So a lot of these areas, there'll be five, 600 acres you can get to, but you have to have a boat. So we'll run up with the boat, man, and we'll be crappie fishing and we'll just be calling and then they'll finally fire up and we'll just take off after that sounds awesome dude it's so much fun so do i have to buy anything with that with the turkey tag to be on public land <coughs> no oh, um better i'm gonna double check but i'm pretty sure like when you buy your small your small game and like your turkey because i buy my sportsman so i'm gonna double check because uh i know i probably have to have like a base license and then the turkey tag or something yeah i i'm not sure i think you're if you buy the turkey license, like there's like a because there's like an angler packet. They do all kinds of stuff. So they'll do like an angler packet package that covers like all your fishing for Tennessee. Mm-hmm. They'll do like a waterfowl package to where if you just want to duck hunt. Um, so I'm going to check into it for you probably tonight or tomorrow and see what, mm-hmm. what the best. Because our, our license, they just change it to where it runs from the date bought to the date bought. It used to run from February 28th is when they expired. So everybody would buy them, you know, right before turkey season. And then they would just expire February 28th. But now with this new thing, we need to, I kind of need to look into it a little bit more to see. um, Cause mine just auto renew. But as soon as it, as soon as it, you know, as soon as you buy it, you're good until that date the next year. But like you won't have to buy individual turkey tags or anything. So it'll be super nice. Awesome. Yeah, they try to make it easy. Sure. Yeah, for sure. What about traditions deer wise? You guys have you and your buddies or your family, you guys got any traditions you do during deer season? Man, muzzleloader is like I think because muzzleloader's been the most like they rut the hardest, it's the most magical. So opening day of, of muzzleloader, it's normally me, my dad, and my, my buddy Steven. And we hit him pretty hard and 
man, I try to get them on them. You know, I, Steven, he's the one who who's only hunted. This is like his third year. Um, mm-hmm. He's like a sponge right now, so he's picking up on everything. But I think it's all in how you interact with them and how you teach them to like, you know, hey, man, just climb high and, and be safe and you'll <laughs> see them. And we always do this this crazy thing where like, hey, I think they're going to do this. And we'll be texting back and forth on Onyx like directions. Right. So we'll be like over under who's the closest to what the deer do. And dude, we've been <laughs> all awesome. over it this year. So we'll we'll do That's it for awesome. turkey hunting this year too. Heck yeah. So, so I, I got I got a question for you, and you already know the, the question that's coming. Uh I was listening yeah. to and, and then also saw on social media, but uh the Hunters Advantage uh podcast did a question and I'm not trying to steal this from them. I am giving them all the credit in the world. But this is an excellent question. Great conversation starter between between uh deer hunting guys, maybe a guy at work or something like that. But what is your if you had like a Mount Rushmore uh of hunters and you gotta have a, a TV guy, a YouTube guy, a podcast guy, and then you get a wild card. So Man. TV guy, who you going with who you hunting with T V Mount Rushmore? Man, I gotta go Michael Waddell. Nice, that's a good pick. That's a good. He's pick. just he's just a tur man, and and he gets so pumped up. Um, I met him at the National Turkey Convention, mm-hmm. and he is the same in person that he is on on the you know the bone collector. Yeah, um, I'd have to go. I'd have to go Michael Waddell on that one. So I'm gonna answer. I'm gonna I'm gonna do this with you. Uh, TV. I'm gonna go Stan Potts. Uh, I've been told no. that I have the same energy as Stan Potts deer hunting wise. That I is would. so funny. That's my second. That is my like. I love Stan. He gets so excited. Oh, man. yeah, that's me, man. I get jacked up. You'll see we kill a bird. I'm going to get jacked up. Dude, there's this one. So on Thanksgiving, we'd always watch like the old DVDs, right? Yeah, yeah. And there was one I remember Stan was just – he was in like this tree line on two fields, man. And I thought he was going to shake himself out of that tree. <laughs> that's awesome. That is uh, so funny. I swear to you. I was going to – that like, that was number two. <laughs> that's awesome. All right. Uh, YouTuber, Mount Rushmore. Man – I feel weird putting a YouTuber on there since YouTube is so relatively new with the right. shows. Well, like that's that. what that's kind of what makes it interesting a little bit. You it know, is. I mean? I, you know, with, with every, the accolades that he is he's done and what he stands for, I've got to go Lee with Seek One, man. Yeah, that's that's hard. To, that's I'm, his I'm morals. Right with you. you know, his morals and the way he goes about things, and and uh, I think everybody who hunts should really kind of take that aspect as far as like giving that kind of respect to an animal because dude, they're, they're gnarly. Yeah, they and are. That, they, the one he killed live, this year was unbelievable. <laughs> living with like the craziest scenario, you know? So it's like, and just how he handles himself. He, you know, I think, I think he's up there. Yep. I'm with you. I'm going to go, I'm going to go kind of Homer on this one. And that's going to be a, a couple of these uh, people that probably don't even know who some of these people are. I'm going to go Zach Sloan. Uh, from Mid-State Outdoors, some guys I turkey hunt with and deer hunt with uh, from Michigan. But uh, Zach Sloan's a killer. He knows how to get it done. Uh, and his YouTube videos are badass. So I don't even know if he watches or listens to this much, but I'd go Zach Sloan. I'll have to check it. Uh, I'll check him out. Yeah, you should check their stuff out. It was pretty good. Uh, podcaster, who are you going with? Man, Steven Ranella. Nice. I, think, I love, I love, all, which, you know, I, I, I seen him from Netflix originally you know, with the meat eater stuff and right. then the meat eater and, and I'll spit random facts from their trivia, <laughs> right. you know, all the time because they're so consistent with their, 
their stuff and everything that they do. So yeah, Stephen Ranella and man, he he goes out and shoots. He's he's hunting for meat, and I, I admire that in this day and age to be able to go out there and you know just hunt for what you want to take. Oh, for sure. I'm going to go Christian Babcock, which is Hunter's advantage. He came up with this question. Uh, I see all the stuff where he's traveling and he's killing really good bucks. Uh, I'm going to go Christian Babcock. Uh, wild card. This is where it's going to get interesting. This is a good wild, one. Wild card. Who are you going with? So I grew up on the old real tree, you know, VHSs and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think it'd be wild to, to go hunt with a Dale Earnhardt. That's, was a, a, was a that's bad. I should have thought about that. I never thought about that. I actually have a Dale Earnhardt neon sign back here that you can't yeah. see. That's the southern <laughs> in me coming out. But yeah, right. Dale Earnhardt. I'm going to pull one out that you may have uh, overlooked thinking about this, but I'm going to go Dan Infault. Yeah. Dan Infault can <laughs> kill some absolute deer, and he knows his way around some public land for sure. Dude, yeah, that's like – I mean – if you go back to like where we were growing up, really watching them, you know the juries. Oh, they were yeah. the Jordans. They were game changers. Um, this yeah, I, I, th- I feel like this this list could be different for turkeys and deer. Oh, absolutely. Because there's some there's some killers on the list that be turkey hunting. Like Eddie when Salter. You, Eddie Salter for sure. Uh, I hope he's doing okay. Right. He had some uh, he had some uh, medical issues. Eddie did. I yeah. think he had like a heart attack or something. Yeah, you know, and he was. Yeah, he he was getting around, but you know he was older when I was yeah first coming up. It felt like so like um yeah Eddie Salter man and uh, Knight and uh, Hale not yeah Harold Knight that'd be badass to hunt with Harold Knight. What is that one guy's name? Oh, I can't think of it. He turkey was, or deer? Turkey. He was always with Eddie Salter. Shorter guy, black hair. Man, he was he was goofy as can be. A lot of people didn't like him. Huh. At conventions and stuff, but he was the greatest guy ever. Um, dang, I'll have to text you when I, that'll hit me as soon as we're done. With I know that's how it is because when you're on the spot, you're like, uh, I don't remember. <laughs> I can see him playing his day, um, but yeah, dude, tur- I don't know about turkey. Michael Waddell's up there with turkey uh, for sure. I, you'd have to go Dave Owens' Panhony Project uh, for uh, the YouTube. Dude. That's I mean him, and then for a wild card for turkey, I would probably go. Uh, with the dudes from Team Wingbone, have you ever watched their YouTube? No. Oh, dude! No. Oh, dude! Look that up. Their turkey, their turkey videos are unbelievable. I had them on this podcast, uh, Spring Thunder Edition, last year, I believe, or the year before. I can't remember. Um, they start off in like March, and they don't even yeah. end it till like June. And it's like, wow! But, but but when he starts putting videos out, it's from the year prior. So like all during turkey season from like February to like May, it's like one or two videos a week. And they're, I mean, they're him and his dad. So the, the, uh, great grandpa or great, great grandpa. I can't remember how far it goes back to like 1920 something in Louisiana. And they, all they do is use the wing. I mean, they use other calls too, but they're big with the wing bone call. Uh, and these dudes are absolute killers. I'm talking, they don't matter what state you put them in. They're killing turkeys left. Oh yeah. It's, it's pretty badass. Yeah. I know a a couple guys like that, man. It's like they check the window and they're like, we're headed this way. (laughs) Right. Right back, you know? Right. Um, Dude, yeah, I don't know. I, I'm, I've really been for like I've always up until this year been really adamant on tagging out on good deer, just chasing ducks. Mm-hmm. And this year, man, we were just firing on all cylinders, and it felt I've got that fuel for just deer this year. 
That's all. And so I'm just like, I've still got an Alabama trip planned. Um, mm-hmm. They're not even running down there yet, which blows my mind. That's crazy. That's really crazy. It's, it's super south um, in Laverne, Alabama. Mm-hmm. I'm probably saying that wrong. Um, but it's like six hours from me, so it's almost in Florida. Wow. And I couldn't believe, you know, you think the further south you go, kind of the smaller the deer get. Right. Um, but, man, they're killing some studs down there. And I'm I'm super pumped. It's going to be weird, though, because it's, it's cool in the morning and then short sleeves in the afternoon. So it's gonna be <laughs> Yeah, that would be weird. How did that trip come together? Uh, duck hunting buddy, man. With with Drake, I've been fortunate enough to to network with all these people as field experts. Uh, I get to work some events for them. Mm-hmm. Um, I worked the event at the Smoky Mountain uh, Guns and Ammo. They had a big fall festival, and I worked for Drake up there. And dude, it's just cool talking to people. You know, for sure. Pigeon Forge is a huge travel destination. Yeah. So I was sure. talking to people from you know Florida to Pennsylvania to Ohio. I mean, just everywhere. And they were coming yeah. through and, and I would chop it up. Dude, th- those eight hours each day would just blow by. Um, and I just, man, you you know how it is when you, when you see oh, somebody yeah. else doing good, you know, I'll, I'll amp them up. They amp me up and then we end up planning something and, and linking on hunts and, and, you know, I, I try to get with, with our seasons the way they are with like two birds and stuff like that, man. If I, if I've got a buddy who I know is eat up with it, I'm like, let's go yeah, I've right. got and, and we'll get them. So, uh, yeah, I get more pumped up these days to see somebody else kill than I do for myself. I, I'm, I'm the same way sometimes too. Uh, when, when, when I'm behind the camera, it's just as cool, if not better for me, uh, mm-hmm. to see that satisfaction of them getting it. And then you're capturing it between, them taking the animal and then their their reactions afterwards and then the interviews and all that kind of stuff and they don't think about that stuff when 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 they're taking the animal and all that stuff it, that's the last thing on their mind is what's behind that lens and so to catch all of that feel is footage. oh yeah so yeah yeah there's definitely some roller coaster of emotions that go through but you know when when my buddy shoots one and I don't, it's nice because I know I don't have to field dress it. Right. you know, it's like one of those stressful things, you know. It's like I don't mind to do it and I can do it super fast, but you know, I'm like, hey, how? You know, you're deer, you're cleaning it. Yeah, yeah, you're doing and we're lucky. Uh that last one we shot, uh, I'll send you a picture of it. He had two main beams coming straight up from here. It, it was crazy looking. And right. uh man, he ran around a ravine. And then he fell like 120 yards down into a ravine and it took us forever to drag that deer out. It was one of those, you got grab a stick and you pull yourself up oh, and then we carry our, our stuff 20 yards, set it down, come back, drag the deer to the stuff, Ooh. carry the stuff, you know, 20 more feet. And then it was just one of those days where we were pouring sweat, but we laughed the entire time. And oh, it was yeah. like, it stuck, but it was great. You know, <laughs> we hosted a uh, public land deer camp last year in Southern Indiana. Um, and a buddy that I work with, uh, Jeremy Waldo killed, uh, well, Walden, I call him Waldo, but mm-hmm. he killed one like two miles from the, actually he was the only person to kill in camp. Uh, it was wow. a nice buck. And, uh, we had like this group chat going on and I sent the pin to where we were at. I said, anybody can come help us drag this deer out. Come help do like 10 people showed up. Let's do yeah. it. We all got down in there and me, me and Waldo and uh, Austin Greider and a couple, one other person, I can't remember who was with us. Uh, it was uh, Aaron Clark. 
we had already drugged this deer like a mile. And then we got to a certain point, dude, and we were just so – I mean, we had it hooked up to the harnesses, and two people would pull it, and then we'd switch. Jeez. And uh, when everybody got down there, there was multiple people that knew what they were doing. They're like, you're not getting this deer out of here. So we had to end up quartering it out. Uh, wow. Scott Thompson from Texas knew what he was doing, whipped the knife out. He actually had game bags and stuff. We He cut it all up. We all packed it up and got out of there. But time I got back to camp, I was ready to go to bed. Yeah, like, it's straight whoop me, man. <laughs> that whoop man was ready, wasn't he? Game <laughs> yeah. bags and all, you know. And you drag one out, and you're like, "Dang, I'm so out of shape." But <laughs> right. you get back, and it's just like you tailgate party at that point. Oh man. yeah, we it got deep that night for sure. So it, it's so much fun, man. And and I've not really been on a good deer trip in a while, just because we've done everything here, and then we we switch gears to the ducks, and and uh, I've got a really really good duck dog he's getting a little bit older so he's slowing down just a tad so i was able to just kind of you know slow down and enjoy deer but dude we take i've killed turkey with that dog that's awesome i've thrown him in the deer blind and and shot deer with him um so it's it's really cool to see like he just gets pumped up about that but man deer just had me it's still like i'm still i wish i could go another I know. I wish I could kill more than one buck in Indiana. I'd probably still be after it too, but it's probably a good thing. I'm so scared about that, but I know it'll be good in hindsight, but yeah, man, one buck, you better choose wisely because you know, if you get that one in velvet, dude, you're missing all of everything. (laughs) That's when you start planning out of state trips in in November. (laughs) And, and I don't know. I, I think it's coming. I really do think they're going to end up doing that. Or even if they do like a, a restriction, because some of our wildlife management areas have point restrictions. So four on one side, or you have to be outside of the ear spread. And uh, I think that would help, but you know, I guess it really don't help on the poachers and stuff like that, that are, you know, doing whatever they do. But, you know, I, I would love to be one of the States that everybody really was like, dang, you know, that's where the big boys come from. Cause yeah. I feel like, it, I feel like, Kentucky, Indi- my buddy goes to Indiana, man, and he kills monsters, absolute yeah. monsters. And Kentucky, Ohio, Indiana, um, Kansas, you know, I, I feel like everything this way is kind of getting pushing towards that, just mm-hmm. growing. And, and if everybody can get on the same page, man, and everybody quit being such assholes to people, like when you yeah. know, shoot for them, dude, or if they, you know, I see people that do things differently than me that I'm just like, oh, man, you know, that, that, that's going to work for them or, it's paid off for them. Like it's just everybody does it differently, and everybody's so quick to jump on people and be like, well, "You're doing it wrong." And yeah, uh, I've talked about that in length to multiple people and on here several times. You know, everybody does it different, and, and it it is hard if you do it a certain way and you're successful because somebody else may do it another way and they may be successful too, and they uh-huh. may say something that's like, you know, the total opposite of what you do, and you're like, you're thinking in your head, man. No, but yeah. you can't really say anything because it's it's their um, way of doing it. You know what I mean? And you know, especially with everything going on now, dude, I think everybody should just band together, support each other, because we have enough pressure coming down on us from, you know, outside of the hunting industry. I don't think we need to be battling each other on on what's going. The the, the biggest thing I am, man, is just making sure if you post a picture, I'm no. I try to keep it as less graphic as possible, you know, for sure. Yeah. Um, no like big gaping wounds or anything like that. Or, <laughs> right. you know, like that, you know and I, I just try to do that just to keep it as clean as possible because I've got some people that let me hunt 
that don't eat meat, like, mm-hmm. at all. But they understand that it has to be done, you know. They're right. like, well, you know, there's too many deer around here, and I know that they're going to get something, and then it's going to wipe them all out. So if we can keep them, you know. So, like, I just try to be, you know, you see some people just, like, completely yeah. everything out there. I'm like, oh, man, that's reckless. But, yeah, I, I try to pump everybody up. dude. If you get pumped up over a spike, then, hey, I did. I've got many oh, a spike. I've been pumped up that. over it. <laughs> I, I felt bad for a spike if you come across me because I was taking him. Um, <laughs> and I, I think, you know, that's something to do with just, like, getting new into it and then you kind of understand more and you keep leveling up. Um, and I think the more you learn, the more you're going to do – and and I think once I decided, I was like, I just want to see deer, is when I started killing good deer. Mm-hmm. That I think I was, social media had a lot to do with some of that shit. You know, like back in the oh, day, absolutely. if you went to a um, a deer camp and the Upper Peninsula of Michigan, where the tradition runs deep, and they they've had camps for hundreds of years of people deer hunting, and you told them, hey man, you probably shouldn't shoot that basket rack. You know, them dudes would be like, what? You're crazy. Yeah. <laughs> We're shooting everything. <laughs> yeah, they're like, don't you don't shoot him, send him my way, because I will. <laughs> right. Yeah, dude, it's you know, and and I just hope everybody. I wish everybody could feel as pumped up that I get when I shoot a big buck or a, a limited ducks or a turkey, because man, everybody'd get along. <laughs> everybody would get along, and everybody would have such a better attitude too. <laughs> oh yeah, man. And we've had some just shit hunts before. And had the best time. Oh, for sure. Like turkey hunting, you know, or deer hunting. It's like, well, that really sucked. Like, we could have been a lot of other places and been warm and seen the same deer. But, you know, we're out here. And some of the best memories, though, that's that's what it's all about. Oh, for sure. Well, uh, I'll close out with uh, this question I ask normally on here, but uh, for first-time guests. uh, Dream hunt. What's your dream hunt? Oh, man. Man, I I would say probably a combo hunt of like maybe deer and then ducks. I don't know turkeys up there too. I'd love to get a reload. That's hard. Kansas, a big Kansas buck would be great. Um, I think Canada for duck hunting would be an insane thing to do. What about um, big game like some moose or bear or big doll sheep or something like that? I don't know, man. I'm a I'm pretty pure on just the deer, duck, and turkey. We we tried bear hunting once, and it was a lot of walking. <laughs> it was a <laughs> um, I think a, a big, like a mainframe, probably like perfect 12, 180, 190, 12 point. Symmetrical. You turn him one way, that's all you see is one set. That's right. probably the same hunt. That'd be cool. Yeah. I, 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 I stick with the uh... – and then maybe obviously everybody's going to be a little different, man. I, I, I want to go bear hunting so bad and I'd love to shoot a big moose, but I'm with you. I mean, I've hunted some of them States that you were talking about earlier with some of them big bucks. Yeah. Uh, I just don't have uh, the big buck to show for it. Right. Yeah. But it, it only takes, you know, that one time and it's that, that lifelong memory that is hung on the wall. Yeah. This be my third year putting in for uh preference points for Iowa. I got, a year, maybe two, depending on when I want to go. I, um, my neighbor, he's a year behind me on points, so I'm probably going to let him catch up with me. Uh, so maybe when he gets to four and I'll be at five, uh, we're probably going to take a week or so, maybe more, um, find us a place in uh, Iowa, maybe a rent a house or Airbnb or something. We're just yeah. going to go after it. 
When, when you come down for turkey, you're going to have to break this all these point systems down in different states, so I can start getting in on it too. Yeah, for sure. The, well, the the that's the only one that I do when it comes to points. Uh, I haven't dove into the Kansas thing yet. I, I understand that there's that's a different one. I don't know if you just put in and you have to get drawed. I have to do some research, but I'm I'm for certain on the on the Iowa thing. It's points, and it's like sixty bucks to buy a point. I think. Oh wow! Uh, and you and it's all about where you want to go, what zone that you want to get drawn for. And I want that that Southwest or that Southern Iowa, mm-hmm. man. I want I, I want to go over there. So that's for what for what I do when it comes to filming and deer hunting and stuff like that. I feel like Iowa's like the big leagues, man. That's like yeah, it's like I made it to the you know Major League Baseball or something like that. You the know, footage would be insane, <laughs> right? <laughs> and yeah. and then. I, I never was a public land guy uh, growing up. I never hunted public land growing up. Um, but the last several years going to other states, hitting public land and, and, and trying to read maps and, and that sort of thing, I find that exhilarating in another sense. Uh, you got to yeah. sharpen your pencil. You know what I mean? Let's let's check it out. Let's put boots on the ground. Let's go in there. We uh, A little bit deeper. Yeah, I mean, go in there. I mean – I really need one of these e-bikes bad. I'm going to get me one here sooner or later, but getting on one of them e-bikes and go checking some public out without really messing a place up, even though yeah. it's probably already messed up because there's so many people yeah. that hunt public land. But I, I get that's an adventure to me and, you know, sharpening your pencil and putting your skills to the test. Can you really put yourself on some big deer? And I, I like it. Yeah. And especially, you know, at this point where you and I can, can look at maps and we can say, all right, this is what they're doing. And then you go out and you see that, that gives you the confidence to step outside and be like, all right, let's go further back. Cause right. those deer, I mean, deer that far back don't know if it's private or if it's, you know, they don't <laughs> right. that land. They so just like know it, that smell isn't for what they're used to. Yeah. It's, yeah and if you, we've got some areas around here, man, we've got one area, it's like 90,000 acres and some of the biggest deer I'm talking about just monsters are killed out of there because people aren't scared to, hike back on the back side of that mountain and it may take them four hours to get back there but they're killing one and then they're just like we'll drag it to the they'll look on maps they're like this is the closest road we're going downhill to the closest road that we can you know instead of going the way we we came in and and yeah i think i, I think i would like to uh branch out because i'm i'm pretty spoiled here as far as <laughs> that's a good thing though i mean it makes and you and, and i would rather have it and, and not need it than need it not have it so but I would like to branch out a little bit and uh, get outside of the state and, and chase some. We we do we do uh, we do a lot for duck, but that's a lot different. You know what I mean? So You're like right. be able to pin down a deer and, and get a big one like that, or or even a long beard. We, you know, you could put together a really nice trip to where you hit four or five states and just make a big loop. I'd love to. The the year that I retire, I'm starting in Florida and I'm going up and I'm just going to do a big loop. And hit the, you know, go up through Nebraska and, you know, Texas or something yeah. to get some of them species I've never killed. I'm going to try to get that, that grand slam all one, one shot. Well, yeah. close to one shot. I won't have to kill an Eastern because that's all I've ever killed. So <laughs> Right. One, one question for you. How, how do you think hunting is going to be in the next 10 years since we've seen it progress so crazily in the last 10? I don't it's know. Scary you know it's scary to think about. And obviously, you know, they say. There, it's a, there's a decline. I've heard, I don't know where I've heard this. I've heard it somewhere because I've, I've, I've heard seen it, it multiple times. Yeah, decline in hunters. I'm like, 
who's making this number up? Because every time I go to a public land or I I work a booth at the Deer and Turkey Expo here in Indy, I mean, you're talking, everybody, I don't know if it's just Indiana for sake of the conversation. Every block of woods, every farm, every public land, there's, I mean, it's, if there's a place you find here and you're thinking, man, there's a big one in there, somebody's hunting it. Somebody, I mean, it's not even a question. It's like, who? Yeah. Then, you know, it, it, I, when I took my little girl hunting the other day, you know, I was watching her like look and she was like, be quiet, telling me to hush. I was like, okay, you know, <laughs> like it just made me wonder like how it's going to be for her when she's our age or how right. it's going to progress or how are they going to come, you know, like are they going to come after us and kind of make it obsolete? Cause you know, they just released all those wolves. So yeah, it, I don't know it, about that. Colorado, That's crazy too. Yeah. And, you know, it's, it's like, um, they're messing with something that's kind of crazy as far as the i'm sure you heard about the woolly mammoth they're doing yeah i heard that that's that's, (laughs) so it's just real rabbit hole stuff right there i've heard that though joe rogan podcast it's wild man so i I just didn't know how you think you think it's going to be just as good in 10 years you think it'll be better i think you have um a split in the generation uh as far as like us we Mm -hmm. have old school in us still it may be yeah. little, little of old school, but it's still there. Then you have the technology side. That's, uh, it's a whole generation in itself. So a people yeah. a little bit younger than, than you and I, cause we're about the same age. Uh, it, it's, it's all technology for them and there's yeah. no old school in it whatsoever unless they really had a, a grandparent or parent really hammer at home. But maybe that's what they're talking about when they say decline in the hunters. Maybe it's the people just a little bit younger than us. But I feel like if we need to keep this around, I think we need to put a little bit of old school. <laughs> yeah, uh, That's just my opinion. And I, I do. I think maybe this the gener- the gap between us and our kids will kind of maybe lag a little bit. But I feel like everybody in our generation is really going to push it. For our, you know, our kids' generation to kind of step out and kind of take yeah. the reins again. Hopefully, they they can stay uh, on top of everything like uh, our generation and the generation before us, as far as staying on top of it, even in legislative stuff and laws yeah. and all that kind of stuff. Stay on top of it where they ain't taking a bunch of stuff away from us. You know, we should be able to um, hunt anywhere we want to as long as we're uh, following the laws. Really, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, that, that's a good one that, I, that that keeps me awake at night sometimes is, is you know, how it'll be in 10 years because, dude, I don't know. I don't know what I'd do without hunting, so it oh, kind of it freaks me out a little bit. Yeah, I don't know what I would do either. It's funny, uh, the people that I went with uh, in southern Indiana this past weekend, uh, the dad, I, I hunted and filmed the, the son, but we the dad went to, he still had a buck tag. Uh, he said, boy, I can tell you, uh, you just really love this. Don't you? I said, it don't matter if it's me hunting or you hunting or him hunting. I, I'm going to go with somebody. I'm going to film. you. I'm going to, yeah. I'm just, I just love to be here. And I got up at four. I left my house at four o'clock in the morning to meet them, to drive two and a half hours or whatever it was down to their, yeah. their lease. And it's like, I don't just get out of bed at three 30 in the morning for anything. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's not for, yeah. Um, yeah, dude, I'm really looking forward to you coming down. I think it's going to be a wild Oh, we'll for sure. a good time. I think we'll, uh, I think it'll be something that we start doing every year. I can't, I, hopefully man. Cause I, I love long beards for sure. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll make it happen. We'll That's make it awesome, happen. man. So well, I, I appreciate you having me on, man. Yeah. I appreciate you coming on, spending, uh, spending your night with me. Uh, for anybody that wants to follow along with, uh, with you on, on socials, uh, what socials you got? Uh, D underscore Albright seven. Um, that's, that's all my hunting stuff. 
and uh, hunting stuff, and then the outdoor dad stuff I'm doing with the with the kids. Mm-hmm. Got three, like I said, I got the three year old, and the, this she's seven months now. So I've got them out. I got into a little bit of trouble on TikTok because um, I had I had the car seat strapped on the side by side. They pulled it down. Dude, it hit like a hundred thousand views, and they pulled it down. They pulled it down. Man, they're getting yeah. ridiculous with some of that. I see some. Half naked women on there dancing. I actually I have seen naked women on TikTok. Yep. I'm not gonna lie. And uh, I, I what did I put? I put something on there not that long ago. I think it was just a grip and grin on on a slideshow, and it was one picture of somebody yep. holding a deer. Boom. I mean, it didn't even make it. It didn't even make it on there. Yeah, mine, like, mine was just Maddie, and she it was cute because she had her swim goggles on because it was summertime, so it was dusty. So she yeah. put her little goggles on, and then I had Macy in her car seat strapped in with two gunner dog crate straps you know she wasn't I mean, we weren't even go I mean, you know right just putting around the yard <laughs> yeah and i was like just because mama's away don't mean we you know can't go and do what we're gonna do <laughs> right. and dude, it, it blew up and it was just hey you know it was all good comments like you know everybody needs to raise their kids like this and then it was you had your karens jumping in there like this is extremely unsafe the car oh, seats void and then tiktok pulled it down i appealed it and they put it back up but they was like it cannot be on the for you page that's ridiculous, man. So, <laughs> yeah, dude, it's crazy. So, yeah, I, I'm trying to really get them involved as much as I can to kind of help blossom their, yeah. their you know, spirit and their love for it. So For sure, man. Well, I appreciate you coming on. For anybody that uh, wants to go check his stuff, go check it out. I uh, appreciate you if you're still on the in the podcast uh, world listening to us. Really appreciate you if you're on YouTube still listening to us. Hit that like and subscribe button for us. But, uh We'll be uh, back again here next week, uh, episode 70. Uh, We'll see you. See you, man.